Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're announcing the nominees for the Pool Nation's top 25 pool builders of 2022. And we do a live Q&A with questions that were sent to us by a fellow pool pro. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, a podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, and Blu-ray Excel. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, Pool Nation. I hope everyone's doing well on this fine Friday. I don't know about everyone else, but this year has just been off to a crazy start, which is a good thing. I mean, I feel like we're accomplishing a lot already, but it's just been go, go, go. And I'm sure you guys have been pretty slammed as well. Mr. JJ, good morning. Good morning. Um, How you doing? I'm tired as hell. Is the struggle real today? The struggle is real today. I don't know. You know, as you get older, man, it's funny the things you take for granted, right? And you just kind of think, oh, well, you know, you're just not a kid anymore, right? And some days just don't feel as good as the days before. And today is one of those days where I just, I got to reach down deep and, and find that energy to to hustle through today. But I mean, I'm feeling great as far as like, you know, I'm not sick or anything. I feel good. I think I'm healthy. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm looking forward to this podcast. I think it's going to be a good one. One, I'm excited to talk about these pool builders. And getting off that Instagram live we did with Vic, I thought was just badass. Vic is one of the good ones. And, you know, just part of the whole the building portion of our industry is very important. And just like we recognize the service industry, which I think we're the unsung heroes, and I've said that a thousand times, I think the pool builders also play a big part in it too. So obviously, if we don't have pools built, we can't service them. So I'm excited about talking about the awards that we're going to be giving to those that deserve it, which is pretty awesome. And then, you know, I usually talk to mama in the morning for a couple of minutes and she's like, oh, what are you guys going to talk about today on the podcast? And I said, oh, we're going to talk about the builders. And then we had some couple questions and we're going to talk about the classes that we're going to do at Western. She's like, what classes again? We're talking about, you know, financials and branding and she stopped me right there and she's like, oh, you know, what's so funny. She said, I love those types of podcasts. I, I can't wait to listen to it. She's like, but you know, it's funny. Speaking of branding, she's like, check this out. Yesterday when I was driving around in Palm Desert, I saw a truck 
and it had a slogan on it and it was like a, I don't know, like a tile worker or something like that, right? Some kind of construction where they do tile masonry or whatever. And this is what their slogan was and that they had a plaster all over their truck and it said, get stoned and plastered. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, well, that's one way to brand your, your company, right? That's interesting. But, you know, it's, isn't that funny? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, oh, kudos to, to them, man. Get stoned and plastered yeah. and then to call us. So I, I would be very interested to see what kind of reaction they get from displaying that on their trucks or, you know, if it does get people to call them in or does it turn off like the older, more affluent people or, you know, is it more of a younger generation that'll flock to them to get the work done? But again, it's branding, right? And it, it definitely sent home a message and look, there's a podcast about pool service, right? And what the hell are we talking about? And what am I broadcasting to everybody out here right now is about this company that has nothing to do with our industry and what their motto is. And somehow it's stuck in my head, right? So I don't know. I'm sure if I ever needed any of that type of work done, that company would cross my mind because I would know about them. But what I call them is a true question. And I don't know if I would, but <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yeah, that was, that's a good one. So it'd be interesting yeah. kind of think. I think, you know, I've tried to think of it, John, if I would give them a call. I think probably right. if I was younger, I think if it was yeah. probably like one of my kids or something like that, they'd probably like, oh, that's funny. Call them. And I just think as we get older, we're, you know, is it, it is, is and it not serious, it, you know? Yeah. You know, there was a gardener, I think, or a plumber. I can't remember exactly. But this was years ago that I heard. And one of it, I think it was like a gardening or landscaping company or did something or I don't know, but their motto was some, we'll get you wet or something like that. And I was like, what? Like, who in the-? And they have this plastered all over their truck. And it's just like, what the, out here in the Valley too. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what is wrong with people? You know? And it's just weird. Weird. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So yeah. Anyways, oh, man. there's good morning. Good one. And I, I love it that mama's like watching at the branding and looking at it and like, hey, you know, it's amazing. Hey, guys, I want to talk about the Western Pool and Spa Show in Long Beach, and that's going to be the 10th, 11th and 12th of March. For more information, you could go to westernshow.com. John and I are going to be there. We're going to be teaching. Originally, John, I thought we were going to be teaching three classes. We're actually going to be teaching four. So we'll talk about those in just a little bit. Our classes are adding value to your business with branding and understanding metrics, financials, and your cost of service. They do have some classes that I do want to take, John, and we'll talk about those here in a little bit. We'll kind of go through the calendar. We'll kind of look at the classes. I'll share some of the ones that I want to go and sit in on. The other thing is they normally do a big truck giveaway and that like that's their big prize. They give out a full-blown truck, but obviously with the shortage of cars and all this year, they're going to do $20,000 cash. So John, imagine hitting that ticket, $20,000 cha-ching. Oh, yeah. My question is, if when you got that 20000 how many people are really going to use it to buy a truck, right? Oh, you know it ain't going to be a truck. No, you know it's it not going to be, be used to buy a truck. Yeah. Not only what that, is, what are what trucks nowadays? Nearby? <laughs> There's a casino around there somewhere. I don't know. Twenty grand. let us fly up to Vegas, baby. Make it a yeah. long week. So anyways, so yeah, guys, you know, we're hoping to catch up with a lot of you guys. We're going to have a booth. I be we're going to be right across 
from Hassa, we're at 444 in that stretch right there. We're in the corner. We have Ipsa, John. They have two, the whole corner booth. It's two booths. And then there's one, then there's us. And then Hassa is going to be directly across from us. And they have a big, huge booth. So I'm sure we'll kind of goof off with those guys. So again, westernshow.com, go register, meet us at the show. We're going to be teaching some classes, check the schedule. The other thing that I want to talk about is a peer-to-peer meeting. For those of you that are interested in joining our peer-to-peer meeting, you can go to poolnation.com and you can go to the peer-to-peer button right there. There's some information you can register from there. The next one is coming up. It's going to be February the 6th. And we are going to be talking about HR and taking all of your HR questions. So anybody that's part of the peer-to-peer and guys, it's all open questions, whether it's hiring, whether it's, you know, doing a termination, whether it's, you know, doing a coaching and counseling, whatever it is, that's where we're going to get answer your questions. So guys jump on, sign up for the peer-to-peer, join us there. The other thing that we have going on is we partnered with the Western Pool and Spa Show and with Hayward Pool Products to bring the first Pool Nation Pool Build and Pool Builder Awards for 2022. So we want to thank Eric Nielsen with the Western Show and Hayward Pool Products for partnering with us to bring those to you. We want to thank you for your partnership and we're going to share all those nominees today. So what you can do is go to www.poolnation.com and you'll be able to go to the Pool Nation Awards and you'll be able to see the page there with all of the nominees. Guys, I feel like I'm doing a lot of the WWWs today, right? Like the WWF Western Show, WWF Tosca, Mike, all over the place. Sound like I'm doing more commercials than a podcast. No, I'm, I'm, it's funny right before you said that, I'm just thinking, I'm like, wow, there's just not that usual pep in your step when you're saying it. And we just all sound like we're dead on arrival right now. I don't sound like I have the pep in my. No, absolutely not. No. Ah, damn. I thought I was doing good. No, no, you're not. (laughs) Oh, my God. Man, I I better go. I better go check myself, Zach, because I I thought I was doing good. Dude, I I feed off your energy, Edgar. You feed off my energy? I do feed off your I Seriously, no bullshit. Uh I feed off your energy. And you're not feeling it today? I'm not getting that from you today. Yeah, but how many five-hour energies did you have before the show? I had one and one. I was desperately searching for another See? one and because the box is empty and I know I have a few of them laying around, have a drink somewhere and so, I couldn't find one and I barely made it in time for the podcast. So John, it's not me. It's you, baby. You know, it's you me. need Look those Look, five hour energies asleep. to, and normally you are going like that right, right. before the show. Yeah. So, so <laughs> anyways, so guys go to poolnation.com here. I'll, turn it up a notch. But here's what's going to happen, John, is people are going to start talking smack and making fun of me. So go to www.poolnation.com. You can go to the Pool Nation Awards button. You'll be able to go there and on the page, you can see all the nominees for Pool Builders of 2022. And what we want to do is let's go ahead and show that award, guys. I have it right here. And look at that, baby, John. Look, here's listen to it, guys. Yeah, baby. Solid gold. It's solid gold, baby. So for anybody that's listening, what you're going to want to do is go to our page and check it out. You can watch the Instagram live that we did as well with Vic, where we announced the nominees. 
But here's the awards that the pool builders of 2022 are going to get. And the way that we've done it, guys, is we took all of our posts from Instagram from last year. And what we did is we did a combination between the most liked posts and the posts with the most reach. And we came up with the top 37 and we will then take it to our peer-to-peer group that's going to be happening on February 6th. And what will happen is they will choose the top 25 pool builders of 2022. So let's get this party started, guys. Let's shout out some of the nominees. And I'm going to go ahead and start. And number did one. Did we talk about how we came up with the n- nominees? Yeah. We did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. John, are you like just gazing into my eyes today? Like, wow, this guy. That's how bad I am. I'm actually paying attention and I'm like, wow. I missed it. Holy shit. The sad part, John, it's literally what I just finished saying. Oh, God. I know. That's why I'm like, dude. Wow. I told you I'm I'm off my game today. You're off your game. Come on, John, step it up. Look, I I think I got some power when I held this like this. For some reason, John, I I feel like empowered. I feel like. Yeah, you should be. That's pretty badass. So anyways, so here are the nominees. I will start. Number one, Paragon Pools. Congratulations. Total Pool and Patio. Ocean Quest Pools. Cavernous Landscape Design. Environmental Pools. Congratulations to all of you guys. Next is uh, Rockscapes in Paradise, Liquid FX, Sunset Pools, Ultra Custom Group, and Pool Quest DFW. Then we have Presidential Pools, Texas Pools, Inc. Oh, I'm going to butcher this one. Oconee Pool Professionals, so Liquid Assets Pools, Hawk Custom Pools. And Foxterra Design. The next one is Craftscapes Creations, SJ Pool and Landscape, J Caldwell Pools, Freedom Pools, and Calafi Pools. Gene Cullis Pools, Regal Pools, Lavender Landscape Design, Cura Design Group, Cody Pools. Limitless Design Build. Pool Logic, Rondo Pools, Oasis Pool Service, and Gold Medal Pools. California Pools, Premier Paradise, Oasis Pools, Georgia Classic Pools, Mark Platinum Pools Houston, and Southern Wind Pools. Guys, a big congratulations to all of the nominees. What you're going to want to do is tune in live on March 11th as we announce the winners at the Western Pool and Spa Show. The way that, and I explained this again, John, I'll say it again, the way that the nominees were selected was a combination of the pools with the most likes and the most reach from our Instagram account. So that's how we got the list of nominees. The winners will be chosen by our peer-to-peer group. That meets once per month, and they are the ones that are going to vote to choose the top 25. So big congratulations to all the pool builders that have been nominated. Looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to the show that John's going to put on at the awards when he announces all of these. Because, Zach, you know what I'm going to do to him? I'm going to be like, here's the mic, by the way. You got this just like we did at the awards. (laughs) You did great, though. Like, I don't think there would have been anyone better. So, so I don't think I'm, I, I, I don't think we should stop with that 
right? Like we, we need to keep that tradition going. So John, you've been forewarned. Yep. What I'm going to do at the Western show is I'm going to be welcome everybody to the Instagram live, the Facebook live, however we do it. And then I'm going to be like, and here's your host. Yeah. John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West. We'll Enjoy, and then I'll just kind of clap right. in that. I'm going to be prepared this time. Trust me. So I'll, you're going to be prepared. I'll, I'll be prepared for sure. Some yeah. Five hours. Yeah. You're you're going to turn it up a notch. Well, I'm going to turn it up a notch, but you're going to be prepared for what I'm going to do to you. So you think it's going you think it's going to go that way? <laughs> oh well, what I'm going to do is I have it planned out. I'm going to give you the mic, you're and just I'm going to run. You're just going to turn around and run. I'm going to run. You go throws the mic and just boom, right. just bolts. You know what? I might not hand you the mic. I might take like a running stance and just toss you the mic and then just run like and what, be gone. The Olympics, so you, right? Where they're passing the baton or what, whatever it is that they're passing. Right. So by the time you look up, right. I'm gone and I'm just going to be watching on the Perfect. on the live. Looking feed, forward so. to it. Guys, on a little bit of sad news, we lost a fellow pool pro from the Dallas Ipsip chapter. Uh, Adausto Nacimiento with Maui Pools. Big condolences to his family and his fellow pool pros from the Itzav chapter. Um, we just want you guys to know that our prayers are with all of you guys. This week's shout out goes to Alyssa, and she is from El Paso, Texas, and is a project manager with Silver Springs Pool and Spa. We connected on Instagram. She was sharing her story. So a big shout out to you, Alyssa, another pool girl killing it in the pool industry. So a big shout out to you guys out there. John, as I was saying a little bit earlier, I was on this whole mindset that we were only teaching three classes at the show. And then I was looking at the schedule and I totally butchered it because we have four classes. Here's the schedule. Everybody listen. There's our, our schedule there. On the 10th, the Thursday, we're doing a 3 to 3.45, adding value to your business with branding. And then at 4 to 5.45, John, we're doing understanding business metrics, financials, and your cost of service. And then on Friday, 10 a.m. to 11.45, we're doing adding value to your business with branding. And then John is going to be doing the class on Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 9.45 a.m., understanding business metrics, financials, and your cost of service. And I'm saying that you're going to do it because I need probably about five cups of coffee to even get going in the morning. I'm just trying <laughs> so to- So I'll probably stroll in at nine, you know, so just to give you a heads up. I'm just trying to figure out how we didn't know we had four classes when we're the ones giving them. It was my bad because they sent me the schedule. Yeah. And I did not see the class on Friday. Uh, um, I had kind of gone through the whole schedule and just for some reason, you know, my eyes like totally skipped over that one. Perfect. So. <laughs> no, it's going to be fun. I'm looking, bad, forward to it's 10 oh, no, I'm looking forward to it. There's small, short classes. Yeah. I think we could be able to, you know, get a lot of good info in there and hopefully take a lot of questions from some pool pros because, you know, from people, an audience that we usually don't get to reach out to and speak to. You know, not everybody's hip with the podcasting and the Instagram and, you know, TikToking and whatever the hell you do it. Shit, I'm not even hip, hip with that crap. But, you know, there's a lot of pool pros out there that that aren't that tech savvy and are there at the shows and religiously go to the shows every year that we're going to be able to hopefully spread that message. And, and if we can help out just one or two other companies, you know, to get the word out to them so that they can better their business and their financial situation it'll be a home run it'll be a win-win so yeah i agree i'm really looking forward to it i really am so 
The other thing that we have is, like I mentioned before, we'll have a booth. It'll be 444, I believe now, if it doesn't change, but we will have a booth there. Unfortunately, Zach can't be with us, but John and I will be there. We're already starting to work on the schedule for next year's shows. So buckle up, guys, because I think the following year we're going to be on a little bit more of the road. Yeah. We're going to have often, Zach so. via hologram. Unfortunately, the you know the contract for payment we didn't we, we couldn't come up with the 1.5 he was asking we only offered 1.2 and he's holding strong but we're still in negotiations hopefully we're going to be able to to get that extra three hundred thousand dollars to get him to 1.5 million to get him to show up so yeah we uh, we tried to agree to some terms yeah. but he brought an agent was well, a challenge to the negotiation it's, it's and man, that, that agent was a ball buster. Dude, it's like with the movies, right? You have this blockbuster movie, right? And then they get this star for, you know, they pay him a million dollars or whatever it is to go for the first show or for the first movie. And then now here's a sequel and the sequel there, the star wants $10 million instead of $1 million. And the company's like, no, we can only offer you five, Zach. And no, I need 10 million. And this is what we're doing. And it's, and unfortunately, we have a clause in there where if he doesn't show that we get to display a hologram of him or put him on video. So we'll have him We'll have him right. there in one way, shape, or form, somehow, some way. Maybe one a cardboard or figure or something. I don't know. I just hope you guys can get the 300 right. together because right. I really want to go. So, we're working on it, brother. You know, we were smart early in our negotiations, and we got the rights to his persona for the show, for the shirts, yep. for all the posters, for all that. Where we went wrong was securing about a five-year deal down the road because we thought we kind of wanted to renegotiate, and it backfired, it backfire, you know, but- on me and John. And so John and I had to take a lot less money just to kind of try to get them there. Yeah. So we're trying, guys. <laughs> so we'll try to get them out there. <laughs> Zach's like you bastards. <laughs> You guys are putting a lot of pressure on me now for the future. The the challenge was, John, he wanted first class. He wanted to stay at the penthover at the the JW Marriott in downtown LA. He wanted limo service. And we just kind of, that was kind of. You know what's sad is Zach's going to start getting all this hate mail. Oh, you're a sellout. (laughs) (laughs) Damn sellout. I knew knew you were fake. We'll have to do it. It's all about the money with you. What's all this segment. bullshit you told us? <laughs> we'll do a segment on the podcast and I'll just read hate mail every week. <laughs> we should read some of that hate mail. That's awesome. Anyway, so we'll be able to kind of go through that. But anyways, um, <laughs> guys, let's do this really quick. We're about to jump into the Q&A section with somebody that sent some questions to us. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and take our word from our sponsors real quick. And then when we come back, that way we can kind of jump into the podcast with the Q&A. So we will be right back. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. 
For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Let's continue with our podcast. Here's what I got, guys. I got the Q&A, and he sent me a message and said, Hey, Edgar, thanks for connecting with me. Here are some of the questions that I wanted to ask you guys. I've heard a couple of times you guys talking about making sure that business owners should have things in place before they grow or they scale. And your last guest on the Instagram Live mentioned it. So here are some of my questions as I start to look at building my company. Him and I had talked about putting in on the on the website where people can go in and submit questions. So we created the form. So we'll let you guys know. For now, you could go to Pool Nation. It's not there yet. It'll be there very shortly up at the top on the menu. You'll be able to click on that and submit any questions. And what we'll do is we'll answer any of your questions on the podcast. So it could be anything, guys. It could be water chemistry. It could be equipment related. Skincare it could be business products. related. It could it, what, what's Skincare that? Skincare product. Skin products from John. Yeah. It could be about Zach's contract negotiation. Mm-hmm. You guys just kind of go in there, submit it, you send the information, and we will kind of talk about it from there. That's a so, pretty cool idea. Anyway, so his- What's That's that? a pretty cool idea. Yeah. So in talking to them, they were the, he was the one that was kind of throwing out the idea, going, hey, it'd be a good idea if maybe there was somewhere we could submit them. Zach had kind of mentioned it before, so I just kind of reached the team. They built the page already. We just didn't have the button ready, but it, it'll be there. So go to poolnation.com. Up on the top, you'll see a button in up there to submit the question once it's up there. You can also go to Pool Nation Podcast. We'll have a button there as well. And it's just a quick, easy form. You enter your name, your email address, and you could put your tagline and your question. You submit it. They'll come to us. And then every week, whatever questions we have, we'll go ahead and, and answer those questions. 
So anyway, so he was like, by the way, I think it's a great idea to add a way to submit the questions from the website. And so here is the first question. Can you ask Zach what advice he would have as I am now looking to start growing? So he's looking to bring on his first person. When he started in the beginning on his first person, what were some of the issues that came up that maybe I should be aware of? So my advice is buckle up. Buckle up, buttercup. Buckle up, that's it. (laughs) Buckle up, buckaroo. (laughs) Yeah, no, but seriously, there's so much to this. I mean, my big picture, I guess, general piece of advice to the first part of that question is don't sacrifice stability for growth. I mean, we have a natural tendency to think that if we pick up more accounts or get more jobs and just get that money coming in, just if I could just get a few more jobs coming in, if I could get a few more accounts, that our problems are going to go away. And, you know, Yes, if you have more money, you should be able to do more and be more secure. But when you grow that fast on a rocky foundation, you're generally burning through that cash. And the faster you grow without correcting some of those fundamental issues with your business, the bigger those issues become and the harder they are to manage and the faster you burn through that cash. So I'd say just really focus on, you know, get accounts, get jobs. That's great. But really focus on building that foundation. Now, for the second part of the question um, was, what are some issues that came up when we first brought on our first person? And uh, there's so many things to consider, but if I could go back in time and redo our first hire, the initial things that I would focus on would be the interview and asking better questions. And we've done a few podcasts on this now, um, getting into some of the behavioral questions so that I can extract better information from them and maybe see some red flags and avoid some potential situations. And the next one would be to be the example, be the ultimate example, right? So to kind of go a little deeper into this, when we made our first hire, every move that I made, my new hire learned and copied. And it was generally not the good things that I did. And I'll give you an example of of that is that when we were training the first maintenance tech, I would stop by the shop throughout the day and handle things, check emails, make phone calls, do whatever. And once they were on their own, they would go out of their way to come by the shop multiple times throughout the week. And we'd be all like, hey, what's going on? They'd be like, oh, just checking in, just stopping by and like come pull out a chair. And we're just like, you know, and at that point, we're non-confrontational. We're just like, oh, okay, hey. But the way you act and the way you behave is going to, they're going to replicate that. So... I say, go to the extreme, be like the extreme example, go overboard when you're teaching them things like, here's how you brush a pool and like just scrub the heck out of that pool. Because once they're out on their own, they're going to back off of that a little bit. So if you can start out doing those things well, then you'll be miles ahead of where I was at that point. John, any thoughts on that question? One of the things that really stuck when he said it, and I'm going to use it, is do not sacrifice stability for growth. And I think you really hit the, the nail on the head there. Too easily, we get focused on, oh, we got to grow, we got to grow, we got to grow, we got to grow. We need more money, do this, do that. And we've talked about it a thousand times and how important the foundation is. And the problem is when you're not doing it correctly and you're growing at a rate, right? And you're, all you're doing is you're compounding. It's a snowball effect. Whatever problems you had with 10 pools, now you have with 50 pools. Whatever problems you had with 50 pools, now you have with 100 pools. 
that one problem you had when you had 10 pulls might not have been that big of a deal. You were able to navigate through it and it was okay, but you didn't correct it. But if you continue making those problems or those issues or you're underbidding or you're doing this or doing that, all you're doing is as your money grows, your problems grow. So what's really important is that you figure out a game plan and what works for you and weed out the shit that doesn't work. And then make sure you, when you pick up an account or when you grow and you're doing whatever you're doing, that you're prepared and you're doing it the way you want it to be. Not, don't be desperately looking for money. So what he said was just nailed it perfectly. You know, sometimes it's okay to take a step back before you can take two steps forward, right? Or unfortunately, sometimes people think, oh, I can take a step forward now, but eventually have to take five steps back because, you know, and then to even go a little deeper, when you start thinking about what other ramifications or issues you have when you grow too fast or when you make hasty decisions like that is you start running yourself thin and you get to the point where you stop enjoying what you're doing or you start sacrificing family time and the people that you do hire could have been a great catch, but because of the way you're running the business or because of the way things are being ran, you end up losing a great employee because you can't retain them because it's not an environment they want to work in or they're being abused, not physically, but as far as, you know, there's like, wow, this really isn't worth it for me. I'm, or I'm really getting my ass kicked here. This guy really doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I don't want to work here. I don't see a future. I'm gone. And usually the good employees are like that. You know, they want to find some stability. They want to find a place where they can depend on, you know, their employer so that they know they're there for them. And in turn, they're going to be there for them. And if they don't feel that they have that type of security, then they're not going to want to be there. They're going to go find somewhere else to work. And I don't blame them. So I think Zach just nailed it. Take it slow. And that's the best way to approach it. We've just talked about it in some of the other podcasts, especially with knowing how the newer workforce and the newer generation in the workforce is going that they want to feel part of something, right? They want to feel good. And then what ends up happening is if you don't do that and you don't fill those needs, it's just another reason for people to leave. And in this market condition right now, the market is prime for the employee. So they just kind of pick up and they move on very quickly. So that's important. The one thing that I would suggest, and guys, I kind of learned the same way at the beginning when I started you know, my business, but that is that you need to, and it's easier said than done, try to think two steps ahead. So if you're going to bring somebody on, like Zach was saying, what kind of training are you going to have in place to be able to motivate that person? It's not just, oh, I'll teach them by them writing with me all the time and talking about this and talking about that. Because at some point you think that they have learned everything because you've talked about it. But when you start in the pool industry and you start talking water chemistry, there's only so much that your brain's going to keep. So you have to have something that is scheduled, something that you know is going to cover all the bases and make sure that they learn it all before they go on their own. And the other thing that I'm going to tell you is make sure that as much time as you spend trying to run the operation, trying to run the cleaning of the pools, the picking up of accounts, the hiring of employees, that you spend a certain amount of time learning about business, learning about the foundations of running a business, whether that's financials, whether that's how to create a better company. Do I need to have a business plan in place? Do I need to really learn 
about bookkeeping and you know all that kind of stuff. Because what happens is we tend to kind of like what you say, John, we tend to really just kind of work on what we like and not work on some of the other things that we don't like. And we don't like to get into some of those topics because we don't have experience. We don't know about it. So we feel like it's my weakness. So I don't want to spend time in it because my strengths are over here. And the only way that you're going to be able to build a very strong business that's going to be financially successful is going to be making sure that you spend just as much time on the business side of your business. So, you know, make sure that you take a class, take something. Some of this stuff is going to go over your head the first time, just like water chemistry did, just like alkalinity did. But the more that you listen to whatever it is, cost of goods, right, or profit and loss or cash flow or or Zach, whatever other accounting terms that you kind of come up with, your accounts receivable, your accounts payables, all, all that kind of stuff. By the time that you've listened to it 10 times, then it becomes something normal. But if you want to be successful, if you want your company to be financially successful and rewarding, you have to spend as much time focusing on that part of business than just on picking up and doing repairs and doing all of that. Look, Edgar, I want to jump in on this and bring up a good point. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that in order to get people to be great at what they do, it's a strength-based, right? They should be working on the things that they enjoy doing and don't focus so much on the things that they hate doing. And I want to clarify, because I preach that and I continue to preach that, but that is when we're talking about employees and people. As business owners, we're too, it's a different thing. It's a different ballgame. So we don't have that luxury at the beginning, at least. As we grow, what you want to learn so that you start to enjoy your job better and being that business owner is once you get to the point where you're financially secure and you can hire somebody based off of your weaknesses so they can pick up where you suck, right? Or that things that you just don't enjoy doing, that's when you need to do. But at the beginning, you got to do it all. And it all ties down to one word. And remember this, it's discipline, that's what you need as a business owner. And discipline, how you define it is this. Get a notepad, write it down. Discipline is doing the shit that you absolutely hate to do like you love doing it. That is what discipline is. So you need to wake up in the morning and you need to feel like, hey, look, the things that I hate doing, I do them like I love them. And that is true discipline. And it's something that is a decision in your brain that you have to make. You choose to be happy. You choose to get up and work. You choose to go exercise. You choose all these things are small decisions in your mind and you have to make those choices, right? It's not that you're physically not able to do it. It's your emotions or it's your, it's your mind that's preventing you from doing those things. And your ability to overcome that is discipline. So that is very crucial and very critical to any business owner, especially when they're first starting their journey is to be disciplined. And it applies to everything in life. It applies to if you want to lose weight. It applies if you want to work out and get healthy. It applies if you want to learn a new language. It applies if you want to learn a new skill or become great at a sport or whatever. Everything involves discipline and you need to do it like you love it. I love that. And it's like, if you really look across the board on all those things you just said, like that's not necessarily the fun part. Like if we take like, you know, businesses in our industry, like the ones that are making it above and beyond, it, they're not doing these things necessarily because they love them. They just have that discipline to actually do those things. And that's elevated them and given them strategic advantage. Most people tend to shy and, oh, I don't like this and then go this way. And then that's what stunts your yeah. growth. 
And the beautiful thing about it all is it's a choice and everybody is blessed with that ability. It's just a matter of whether they choose to do it or not. So discipline has nothing to do with how you were raised, has nothing to do with who you are, what ethnicity, what color your skin is, how much money you were born into, how poor you are, any of that. None of that applies to discipline. That is a mental choice that you make as an individual on whether or not you want to choose to do something or achieve a certain goal or to get somewhere in your life. And there's only person you can blame at the end of the day is yourself, right? You can't blame shift. You can't pour that on anybody else. It's all up to you. It's a beautiful thing, but it's one of the hardest things to be able to master as an individual because your mind is very powerful and it works both ways. And it's easy to just say, hey, shit, you know, I'm just going to sit here and not do anything or I don't want to do anything. And to be honest, as you get older, you start to feel that way more and more every time, right? Or you start to become complacent because, hey, I've arrived or I think I've arrived because I got money. I got this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm not quite as hungry as I used to be. So what? You start to lack. You start to lack discipline. If you can master discipline, there's absolutely nothing in this world that you cannot do. The people that achieve those, the things that you never thought were possible, it's because they were more disciplined than anybody else. And you can pretty much sum up anybody's success based off of that, you know, aside from just getting lucky. And here's the other thing. Once you make sure that financially you're doing well, and if you do that from the beginning, you will be able to to look at your numbers and figure out where you can hire people to do those things that you don't love to do. And that's going to make your business even stronger. So don't lose that focus from the beginning that you need to learn from the business side just as much as everywhere else. All right, guys, next question. I am thinking of hiring my first person to work with me, and I wanted to get your feedback on if I should hire a family member to work with me. Good idea or no? I'll go. I have to start this out by saying that I partnered with my best friend since grade school, and my wife was our first technical employee. And we hadn't gotten married at that point, so she was my friend, I be, guess. Be very um, careful. Be so, very careful how you answer that, Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm tiptoeing right now. But, you know, we still work together 10 years later. So for me to say, no, that's a bad idea, like most people would, it would be very hypocritical of me. But I will say that it can be very trying and challenging for everyone involved. But I think that's going to be the case, you know, no matter how you do it. So my advice on this is that you need to set it up from the beginning with structure from the very, very beginning. And whoever you hire needs to be completely on board with that and understanding of that. And you must hold them to the same standards that you would hold any other person in your business. And if they enter this relationship expecting special treatment because they're a family member, it will be hard for you to have control over that part of the business. And as you grow, they will be setting a bad example for other team members. So it'll be hard to tell people to do it this way when you've got someone else doing it that way. The idea would be is that hopefully they would come in and work harder and set an awesome example because they are family. So that's a tough question to answer. I would say weigh out the pros and cons and stay true to what you know. If there's any doubt that it would work, if you're doing it more just out of comfort, I know a lot of people that set up partnerships, they bring on people, they do it because it's kind of uncomfortable going through this journey alone, right? So you, you immediately kind of gravitate like, hey, we can do this together. But if there's any doubt, I would proceed with caution. What about you, John? Because I know you work with family. 
I think it's a little bit different. In John's case, it's him and his wife, right? So it's very different than John going, I'm going to hire my cousin or I'm going to hire a buddy, buddy kind of type thing. Because in John's case, they're both like owner operators, hardcore into the business. But the question would be, John, if you're going to hire somebody at this stage, would you hire a family member to kind of come in and help you guys? That's tough, man. You know, and I've always been of thought and taught that don't mix business with family. And not that it's always going to be a bad decision, but I think it's a much more riskier decision. And bear with me on this while I unpack this. Anybody you hire can be risky, but the ramifications or the the consequences of things going south with a family member as an employee not only affects your business, but it can also affect your personal life. You have to be able to understand that and not be naive to the fact that if the shit hits the fan, are you okay with not having so-and-so over for Thanksgiving or Christmas or, or whatever you're celebrating? Or if it's your wife's brother or on your in-law side, you have to take all that into consideration because when money gets involved between family members, things happen. I talk about different leadership roles. There's three different leaders out there, right? There's the love leader, there's a hated leader, and there's a respected leader. And I'll do a quick recap again. When you're a love leader, people love to work for you. They, they like you, buddy. They think you're family, da 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 you know, but eventually what ends up happening is they take advantage of you, right? Or when you ask them to do something, you know, they get taken aback, right? And they think all of a sudden, why aren't you cool with me anymore? Or, you know, we're family or whatever. And then they'll start to, you know, you know, their performance start going down the tubes. Or you can be that feared leader, right? And people stand to attention, do exactly what you need to do. But the minute you walk away, they're going to say, screw this guy. I don't want to work for him. And eventually they're going to resent you and they're going to rebel. Somewhere in between, you got to be that respected leader. Well, I think family members more fall towards that love type thing. They think there's like a favoritism or something goes on where they might think that you favor them or that you're supposed to treat them better. And then if you have other employees that work with you and you have a family member that works and they might think that you're playing favoritism to them, but you have to take all these things into consideration. And if it makes sense and it's worth the risk, then by all means do it, you know, do what you need to do. Just be aware that it could blow up in your face. Family members sometimes are the cheapest labor. And then on top of that too, it's somebody, you know, you would imagine and hope that a family member isn't going to be out there to screw you over, steal from you or take from you and do those things. So you have a sense of trust with them that you might not have with a complete stranger off the streets. So that's a positive having a family member, somebody that you love or somebody that you know really well. I would personally say, hey, look, take who they are as a person and how you feel about them as a person before even considering them as an employee. And if this person is somebody you trust, this is somebody you enjoy talking to, this is somebody that you think is a good person, has a good head on their shoulder, is a solid person, then they're going to probably be that same way as an employee. If they're a little shady here, they're a little off the wall here, you know, and that kind of stuff, then they're probably going to be that way even more as an employee. So you do have an advantage of getting to know who that person is. It's like the ultimate interview where somebody off the street, you ask these probing questions like Zach was talking about. I wish I had better questions I would have asked so that I can see more red flags. Well, you don't have to really worry about that with the family member. If you know them, you know who they are. And if you feel comfortable bringing them on, then by all means, do it. You know, do what you need to do. Just like Zach said, you have to set expectations and you need to be fair and consistent across the board with everybody. 
And they need to understand that too. So they know prior to coming on, hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how I'm doing it. And this is why I'm doing it. It's not because you're this or you're a family member and I want, and I don't want them to think this or that, you know, I'm just going to treat you like everybody else. And I'm going to give you the opportunity that everybody else has to. All right, guys, I do have to say in the middle of this process, I love my team. I love my team. So as we were talking, one of them was listening to the podcast about the button. So they sent me a message in the middle of the podcast and they're like, we're on the button. So they sent me a message and said, hey, can you check the button? We added the button. So now on the Pool Nation podcast, nice. there is a button that says submit questions. You click on that submit question button and you can submit the questions to the podcast. So to my team listening, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Anyways, sorry, John. Kind of I got a little sidetracked no, there. I was, I, thought that that was cool. A, that they were listening badass. and B, that they're, they're like all over it. So uh, what you're going to want to do is go to poolnation.com. You could go to the Pool Nation podcast from there or go to poolnationpodcast.com. There is now a blue button that says submit questions. Click on it. Submit your questions. We'll be able to answer those. I'm going to go submit like 40 questions, <laughs> just random questions. So Edgar gets them all. I got to stop ranting and talking because we still got like 10 more questions to go and we're already at an hour. Here's my next question. How do I calculate a wage for them? And the second part to this question is I have heard that people have wage levels. Is that something that I should have in place? So guys, let's do this for this question. Let's kind of break it down into two. So let's answer his first one. My next question is, how do I calculate a wage for them? Who would you like to go first? We need a button. Yeah, you guys need to be like on the... <laughs> bam, bam. I'll, I'll go first because okay. mine is short. Oh, oh thanks, <laughs> dick. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Damn. I don't know. I don't know that, what was... I don't just... know what Edgar's getting Boom. first. What? Wow. No, I'm saying I'll go first because mine, I don't really have an answer for this. That's He's what I'm saying. He's cleaning it up now, John. Mm -hmm. He's cleaning it up. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure this out. Like you two know, like I've had multiple conversations with you guys. All I've got on this is that there's multiple things to look at. And the main one I think is going to be, as Edgar always says, your financials. You need to see if you're even profitable, how much you're making on your service. And that should give you an idea of what you can afford to pay someone. And then outside of that, I would say, look at market wages. Like what are the average wages in your area? What's someone that's paying higher? What's someone that's paying lower? And try to gauge that. And then you got to consider, is the wage enough for a person to survive? And is there opportunity for them to eventually grow? That's kind of where I'm at with this. We've had to make some adjustments along the way, especially this last year and a half, because it's been, as everyone knows, it's just been absolutely crazy and the wages are getting really high, to be honest. John, you want to jump in? I don't know. No, I'm a little gun shy. You don't know? No, I'm not. Here, I'll, I'll tell you what. Okay. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, go, go, go. I got a response, but. Oh, you got one? I got one. Okay. And mine is going to be simple and just straight up forward. And that I, is, I know exactly what yours is going to be. What What am I going to say? You got to know your numbers. Financials. Look, you can... I, I don't need to say right. it. At the end of the day, you can only afford to pay what your business tells you that you can afford to pay. And I have this conversation with everybody. Zach and I have had this discussion before. 
it's like, you know, what do you pay people? You need to know whether you're making money or not. That's going to dictate what yeah. you could pay people. Yeah. Obviously, if you're going to bring somebody on, you have to be in a, in a place where you can afford to pay somebody well so that they stay. But you can't just kind of come up and go, oh, well, everybody's paying $10, $15 an hour, so I'm going to pay $10, $15 an hour. Because guess what? If your profits are great and you make great money and you can afford to pay $20, you can afford to pay $20. If you have a profit, but if you don't have a profit, you can't even afford to pay five bucks an hour. So at the end of the day, John, that's what it is. Yeah. So look, I'm going to jump in on that and kind of tie this into a nice little bow from what you guys said. So at the end of the day, you're right. You have to know what you can afford to pay somebody and you need to figure out your numbers. You need to understand what you make per pool. You need to understand what your income is by employee. I mean, by stop, by customer, you know, monthly, yearly, all that. You need to understand it, right? Because if you're just throwing numbers out there, it's going to blow up in your face. I promise you. I absolutely promise you. So first and foremost, figure out what you can afford, what you make per stop. And I'm just doing round numbers out here. So if you're making $30 per stop or 50 bucks per stop, and, and then you take all your expenses, everything you get at the end of the day, after all bills are paid, after everything, what profit do you have? And if it's 20 bucks, out of that 20 bucks, what are you comfortable with profit sharing with that employee? You know, whether it's 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 11 bucks, 13 bucks, 14 bucks, 15 bucks, 16 bucks. I don't know. That's up to you. But what's important and why that's the most critical portion of it is because you don't want it to cost you money, right? You're in the business to make money. And as long as you're continuing to make money, you're stepping in the right direction. So if you have a profit of 20 and you know at the end of the day that's a hard number, you're guaranteed to make that much money off that stop, then you know exactly what you're able to pay an employee. And then from there, I would suggest, that, like Zach said, go get market analysis and figure out, hey, what other people are paying. And if it's, you know, if they're only paying eight bucks or nine bucks or 10 bucks or some are paying 15 bucks or whatever, kind of get an idea of it and then decide for yourself, hey, look, do I want to be another employer that's going to pay the same average rate that everyone else is paying? And this is what I'm able to do. Then you need to be prepared that unless you have a kick-ass team or a, a wonderful work environment that people are going to jump ship. They're going to move back and forth. If you're going to afford to pay them a little bit more, then it gives people more incentive. That's the funding gate, right? It gives them more incentive to want to stay as long as you can still pull a profit from it and you're still making money, then by all means, pay them more so that they have a better reason to stay with you. Don't pay them too much off the bat because you want opportunity for them to grow too. So this is such a really complicated question, right? But this is what I've seen that's worked for me in the past, and I've seen that's worked for other businesses, and this is how I think you should approach it. And then most importantly, well, not most importantly, but one of the most important things is if you're in a position and mostly in probably nine out of 10 people that are at that crossroads and are faced with the decision of hiring a new employee that, you know, they're probably not making crazy amount of profit, right? And they're kind of growing and they're still in that infancy stage of business. So they can't really afford this extravagant wage and stuff, but you need to figure out what the plan is. And if you're able to bring an employee at market value, which I think should be the minimum, if you bring below market value, you're going to have turnover. It's just fact. It's just going to happen. But if you bring them in at market value or maybe a little bit more, you need to be able to have a dream or a vision to sell to them. Maybe right now might not be you're not making X amount of money or whatever, but this is the dream and envision. This is what I see. And here's a path or a ladder to success or climbing up. And this is where I see us two years from now, 
three years from now, five years from now. And these are opportunities that will happen if you stay on board and growth and stuff like that. So that's a very powerful tool to have as a business owner. And it's not bad or it's not a bad thing to share that with your team. Say, hey, I'm growing. This is what I want to do. And I want to share my success with everybody. But in order to get there, this is what we have to go through. Now, you have to be careful too on the flip side is that you don't want to you know, overpromise because then you're going to have people knocking on the door. Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey, Edgar. Edgar. Where's my raise? Where's this? Where's this? Where's this? You know, but you got to get people, you got to find a way to get that buy-in from them and sell the dream of the, the vision that you're trying to accomplish as a company. I'm pretty sure that really didn't answer the question perfectly, but there really isn't a perfect answer to the question. So it's a journey that we all have to go through. And it's one of the toughest ones as an employer that we have to face. Start by learning your numbers, figure out what you can pay. Guys, second part to the question. The first part was obviously how much, and then now the next part of it is, should he set up wage levels or wage categories? What do you think, Zach? So if I'm understanding like wage levels, I think this is something that we kind of toyed with creating like a entry, like a junior tech, senior tech, lead tech, like that kind of thing. And I think it just depends on, like John was saying, like having that plan depends on what your plan is. And I think there can be different approaches to things like this. I think it could be a way to possibly motivate or incentivize people to try to level up. And like I said, we started to mess with that because I thought it would be a good way to motivate people. But as we got into it, we kind of came to the conclusion that it wasn't going to have the effect that we thought it would. We were trying to build multiple wage levels within only a couple of roles because we were smaller. And as we get bigger, what I'm seeing is as we grow, we're going to have more roles, which will result in more opportunities that will kind of in a way naturally create some different wage levels. So I think for us, it's just more of allowing someone to grow within their role based on their performance. You nailed it. We're talking about the business owner that is looking to hire their first employer, one of their first employees, right? What kind of tier group are you going to have? Okay, you know, here's you're going to be a regular tech and then you're going to be a senior tech, right? Or you're going to be this, but there's no other tech below you or there's nobody else that's working, you know, for the company. I get it. That really doesn't work well with that. But when you have a bigger, more established company, you have multiple techs out there, you know, the sense of seniority or having seniority amongst your peers is a powerful tool for people. And it's a way to congratulate them. It's a way to show them that you appreciate them. It's a way to show that you think that they play a vital and important role in the company. And even if it just comes with a little bit of a pay increase, just the title alone or having that, you know, delegating some power to that person that's been loyal and been there for you, it gives them a, a sense of ownership in the company and responsibility more than just being a lackey. So I think those are huge for companies and for you, Zach, too. I mean, you're at the point, you're a good sized company and you got a lot of text and you got some trucks and you know, you're doing your thing and just having those. But the problem is you can't just give honorary titles. They need to have some bite to them and they, there needs to be some real perks for they having to be them. legit. Yeah, it got to be legit. Yeah. That, you know, that dog needs to bite. So if you're going to give a title, then you need to have, hey, if this is going to be a senior tech or this is going to be a lead tech, or this one's going to be this, then you need to understand that the rest of your techs need to go through them as a channel, right? Or them, lean on them as that person, start giving them responsibility, especially if it comes with a pay increase. 
And then once they have that, then they then you get that buy-in. And then people, oh, yeah, I want to take over for Billy Joe or Samantha when they move up or they move to this department or they do this. I want to be the lead tech because it's more than just a plaque on the wall or a, a name badge. So as long as it, it actually sticks and there's meaning behind it, then I think it's a very powerful tool to use, which helps in conjunction with financial or monetary awards, right? Or, or being... Who the hell keeps calling me? I'm getting blown up. Monetary compensation. Yeah, compensation, whatever. It goes along with it, right? And it compensates for not having to give, you know, you can, instead of giving $2 or a dollar, you might be able to do 50 cents and that as, or 75 cents and that because it packs a punch with it too, especially with people that are loyal and that want to work for you. To me, there's three things. Obviously, watch, I'll forget by the time I get to my third one, but number one I love the fact that he's thinking and he's listening to that message and he's already thinking ahead. So kudos to you for doing exactly what it is that we're talking about, which is think about those things from the business standpoint. So it might not be something that you might need to do right now. So that's, so number one, hats off to you for thinking one step ahead. Number two is when you do a wage increase or a wage step, you're giving people more money. So what you want to do is make sure that they are getting more money, but they're also getting more responsibility. You don't want to throw a title to just throw a title out there because that will fade very quickly. There has to be that that if they're going to fall into a different wage category and you've attached a title to it, like John was saying, like Zach was saying, there's more responsibility to that so that it's also fulfilling to that person. Because if you come and tell me, hey, Edgar, you're lead tech one, and you make $15 an hour, and you've been great, and you check all these boxes, now you're a lead tech two, and you made $16 an hour, but there's really no difference. You're just a lead tech two. What happens is, that doesn't check that box that we're talking about, that people want more recognition. People want to, be fe- want to feel that they're part of something. So when you do that wage step, make sure that if you're going to do a title, you do something that there's also more responsibility with that so that it checks that box. And that person now feels like, not only did I get the money, I got a different title, but I have more responsibilities. And then three, as a business owner, you want that, right? Because if you're paying people more money, you want them to have more responsibility. So you need to make sure that you focus on all of those aspects from that standpoint. Guys, let me ask you this. I'm thinking that we're probably going to have to turn this into a two-episode podcast because we still have some great questions here. What I don't want to do is just us feel like, oh my God, this is going to be a two-hour podcast and kind of cut some of these answers short because... We've got some great questions coming up. So what are you guys' thoughts? Should we kind of close the podcast here and then yeah. do a part two to the Q&A? For sure. There's a lot of great questions here. And I think these are the ones that are most important. You know, we can think of questions and we can think of what people want to hear and then we can talk about it. And maybe they're not there in their journey at that moment in life and it doesn't really apply to them or they don't really get value to it. But when people actually submit questions and have real issues that need to be talked about now, right, that can help them right now. We need to take all the time we possibly can so that we can answer them correctly so that we can help them through their journey. I was was just looking at the other questions. I'm thinking, yeah, these are really good questions here, and I'm sure we're going to get a bunch more now that we have the button. 
good peer-to-peer questions too. Yeah, Some of these are good HR sure. questions to bring to the peer-to-peer Did, group. Didn't even think about it. We need more of this, right? Point. We ramble too much and about whatever. We yeah, need more of this I stuff. I like this. And here's the thing, guys and girls, even if it's a question that maybe we answered and you thought that we didn't answer the question sure. in full specific to your business, resubmit the question and say, you know, if you don't want us to say who sent the question, we won't. We'll just kind of say, here's the situation, whatever the case is, right? I have this employee. This is the situation that I have. You know, how would you handle this? What's And all we could do, guys, is we could give you a couple different points of view. At the end of the day, you're going to choose the one that works best for your business. So, you know, we're not telling you, hey, do it just like this. We're telling you, you know, maybe here's a situation that I encountered and I did, right? With my background and John's and Zach's and all that. So, Submit the questions. The team is working on, and I'm checking it right now as I'm speaking. So we're going to add, so we have the button on the Pool Nation podcast website. We're going to add it to Pool Nation too. But all you have to do is go to poolnation.com, guys. From that platform, you can get to all of our sites. Click on the Pool Nation podcast. You'll be able to see the resources button. I'm sorry, the uh, submit question button there. You'll be able to submit questions. And now what we'll do, guys, is on the podcast every week, we'll have to make sure that we talk about that button so everybody that's listening knows where they can go and submit that question. So, John, you waking up now? I feel much better. I'm more. I'm feeding off your energy. You're feeding off my I am. energy? I'm, I feel a lot better right now. I've been up since 5 yeah. o'clock in the morning, and I'm finally getting moving now. Figure. And I'm going to tell you this, John, and my wife is probably tired of me talking about it, but I can't freaking wait for you to get out here in June right? because it'd be like... You know, like we, I know. We, we run with this energy and it's like, let's go do this and let's go do that. And <laughs> I'm you watch one it. day, I'm just going to be like, John, I feel like digging a pool. And we're going to like, okay, let's, let's go dig it, a pool. Right? We're going to just, you know, we're just going to. With shovels. With whatever. Oh, I'm sure we could find. I'm sure we <laughs> could find somebody that will let us dude, play I'll with be, some toys. Yeah, right, John? For sure. For sure. <clears throat> you know, one thing that I do want to do that I've been wanting to do forever that I haven't been able to do. So if there's a pool builder that's close to me, that's listening, that's willing to give me a shot, you have to take the risk. I would love to shoot some gunite, dudes. I would love to shoot some gunite. Can you imagine, John? I, I could. I, could right I don't know if you'd podcast? be able to. I, look, I know you're, not, right I know you're strong. Podcast? I know you're strong, but you are a little tiny in stature, right? You know what I mean? You're like, you're, as far as like, you're a smaller kind of guy, right? What, you're like five, four, eight? <laughs> Four foot eight. <laughs> Four foot eight. <laughs> I can imagine you wielding that thing, right? You, I can see you just like, oh, in the air, right. going in the right. air, right? Like the, all like crazy, the, right? All yeah. over the backyard, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, like a yeah. fire. Hose. You know what they're gonna do? <laughs> you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna have the real gunite guy, right. and then they're gonna, gonna connect like a garden hose. Oh, they're gonna have it, or I can just see them where they <laughs> turn like it on and then they hit the pressure really high and then go flying back. That would be awesome. But see, if you're here, John, I could literally say, let's call somebody and then we could go like videotape it and think of how how cool it would be to like be able to go videotape John shooting gunite. That'd be awesome. So seriously, I can't wait Looking for you to move to out here. I'm super It's a conversation every, it, so. there's not a day that doesn't go by that we're not talking about it because we're in the, obviously in the planning and, and getting, there's a lot of shit that needs to happen. It's in our mind every single day trying to make it happen, so. Yes, sir. Soon enough. I, I got to go pick up the kids from school. So do you need registration forms? For right, schools? right. You know, I know. What do you need? It's I, I no know. pressure, John. Trust me. Mama <laughs> was just talking about that too. She thought, well, we got to get them registered. We got to get it. I know, I know, I know. Yep. There's a lot of things and we got to do. Them, get them to go to Prosper High. 
that way we could just kind of load them all in one yep, car and go them drop off. them all off. Right. All right, guys. So let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors really quick. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We talked about the nominees for the 2022 Pool Builders Award. We've partnered with the Western Pool and Spa show and Hayward pool products. So big congratulations to all the people that were nominated. The other thing that we're doing is we're doing a Q and a with some questions that were sent to us with regards to their businesses. John, I do have to tell you, I don't know if I told you, but I figured out who does a Blu-ray all day. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, once I tell you, you're going to be like, that makes sense. So I'm going to give you three guesses. Just they're Instagram followers. They're, they're well-known. You know them. Throw out three names of people that you think it might be. Oh, no way. I can throw out names. No way, because I'm going to be way off. But they're just, you need a better yeah, clue, that, Edgar. Come, come on. They're like three. They're in the they, world. They are three. Pick one of three pool pros that have been followers from the beginning, that are kind of close to the circle, that have been on the live. On the Instagram Live, just three at random. Go, Zach. You can help him. Give him like a geographical like zone. No, no, no. I can't give him a geographical location because he'll figure it out right off the bat. I can't even think. Blu-ray all day. So it's not from California. It's not from Nevada. It's over out in this direction. I don't, I, I'm bad at this. Blu-ray all day. And by the way, 
Chris, whoever came up with that idea of the Blu-ray all all day, is a freaking genius. By the way, but it, I'm gonna um, punt this off to Zach. Zach, you guess. Oh, oh I know. He knows who it is. He told yeah. me. really. He already I, told I me. I spilled the beans. He I shouldn't have done tea. that. I'm terrible. I have no idea. Come on, John. No idea. Like throw three names out. Throw, throw a hand sign out there. Just yeah, throw throw three names out. Just like at random. It could be anybody. It could be Chris Pool Guardians. It could be Jay Breakfield. It could be, you know, Panther City Pools. It could be just whoever. Just throw them out. No. <laughs> Zach, this podcast now is going to take four hours <laughs> just for him to throw hours. out three names at, at, at random. So you're not going to throw out three names so that people even go, oh, he even thought about me. How cool. No, I'm not because I don't want to single anybody out. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at that. I can't even think. I don't know. No idea. <laughs> Look I, on your phone. Like I'm looking like, right now. I'm like looking this? right now. I'm looking right now. Let me see. Blu-ray all day. Blu-ray. Blu-ray all day. Think about the accent. Blu-ray all day. I think that clicked. It clicked on him. Look at him. Blu-ray all day. No, um, think about it. Who has an accent? Blu-ray Devin? all day. Yes. Shut up. Really? Yes. That Devin. is Devin. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the accent guy. Okay, it was Devin. Look, I love Devin. Right? Dude. He's, he's, dude, oh, I love Devin. Dude, he's a- I'm so, one, I want to tell him, dude, I'm so proud of him and what he's done and how he's accomplished. Now he's grown his business and, and ventured off into building pools and stuff like that. He's a stand-up guy. I enjoy every minute of every conversation that we have when we talk because He'll call me every so often just to shoot the shit with me. And I think he's an awesome guy. And when you talked about the accent, I'm like, yeah, that is, that's Devin for sure. So I got it. (laughs) So Devin, a big, huge shout out to you, brother. And that's going to be our new thing now is like a Blu-ray all day. So I got to get that accent down and I got to figure out how to Blu-ray all day. Yeah, I don't know what accent you have going on, but work on it a little bit. It's the one accent that I know how to do for everything. So, anyways, guys, really quick, final thoughts. Zach, go. Okay. Well, congrats to all of the pool builders on getting nominated for the Builder Cup. And outside of that, I love these Q&A episodes where we get to answer specific questions from people. I was thinking, Edgar, how cool would it be to get like video questions? There's an idea for you. Like oh, video that'd be submissions. so cool. Maybe we can have video answers. I don't know. I was yes. just thinking that, I Zach. I it. think you nailed it because I was thinking, once we get these questions, I think we don't have to wait till the podcast to do them. I think maybe one of us can take a turn and maybe just do a video and then post it on Instagram and pop, here's a question that we got and here's the answer, you know, that we have or what we think or our opinion of it, you know, and then and, and that way, yeah, it was just another medium, you know, where other people get to see it and maybe it'll be able to help somebody else out. Guys, even if you have questions about products and stuff like that, we could probably even reach out to the manufacturers or whatever and have some of the people jump on and do a little video answer the question. So, John, I think with this award, if I keep going you like that, buff. I'll be able to. You actually are getting the, pretty buffed. The, 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 the gun eye. Pythons you got the there, gun-eye. bro. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> some baby pythons. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Sorry. No, you're good. Oh, Cute, John. Look, I have to agree wholeheartedly with Zach. I think these are one of probably my favorite types of podcasts when we talk about these questions, you know, just about, you know, business, people, branding, stuff like that doesn't necessarily always have 
a right or wrong answer. I guess the gray area is the type of journey I like to take. And I, I mean, I like to dissect that portion of it because I think that we get the most out of it. And there's just, that's where we kind of learn and we become better. And there is no right or wrong when you're talking about people. So I, I love it. I want to do more of it. Absolutely. First of all, congratulations to all the nominees for the Pool Builders of 2022. I'm super excited to do that, John. I'm super excited to do a live at the Western Pool and Spa Show. Once again, thanks for them to partnering with us. Thank you, Hayward Pool Products, for partnering with us on that as well. So big congratulations to all of them. We'll have some letters going out soon. We'll have some posts going out to all of you out there. The other thing is I really enjoy these podcasts, especially with the Q&As. I love answering questions. I love, you know, that people are starting to think of some of the things that we talk about from the business standpoint and that they're thinking a step or two ahead. So anyways, guys, as I normally say, I want to thank you guys for your time. I know that you guys are always busy. I know that John has a really busy day today. So big shout out to you, John. Thanks so much. And we will catch you guys next week. Have a great week. See you guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way, may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.